thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and for um, the work that you have been doing in our lives. Um, the way you have touched us this morning, touched our hearts um, and stirred these um, prayers within us. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, um, let those words that are not of you this morning um, not be heard. Let only the words from you be heard. Amen. Good morning, church. Um, for those who don't know me, I'm Caleb. I'm, one of, I'm, I'm a student pastor here, um, and it's great to be with you this morning and, um, and speaking. Um, it's been a week, a week since um, some of us stuffed our face full of chocolate a week since some of us, um, like uh, Lucy shared with us before, some of us were at Easter camp. Um, a week since we celebrated the resurrection of our risen Lord. In Te Ao Māori, um, the Māori world, there is a term, kamua kamuri, which means wa walking backwards into the future. This idea of looking into our past to inform us as we walk into the future, is helpful. And it is often what we do as a church when we look into Scripture, into the ancient text of our past. We look into the stories, the songs, the letters, the poetry of old, which come to us as the written Word of God. As I said, it's been a week. A week um, since on the Christian calendar we remembered Christ's death and resurrection. Let us today look back at the story in the book of John and a story that I'm going to share with you this morning from John chapter 11. So if you want to open your Bibles or your phone um, to, to look that up and follow along, I'll have some images up on the, up on the um, slides for you to follow along with this story. Let this story inform us as we um, walk into the future. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, A short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, 
for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of of his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. He's dead. Poor Lazarus is dead. Come on, Jesus. If you loved this family so much, why didn't you stop him from dying? Why weren't you there when you heard the news you waited two more days to come? You could have saved him like you healed others. Surely his sickness has not got the better of you. Jesus wasn't there when the family from Bethany needed him most. At least that's what they might have thought. This story starts off as a death narrative. A story which to all the people living at it at the time probably thought that death had won. A story which gets you wondering where God is in all of this. There are many other stories in Scripture like this that make you wonder where is God? Um, make you think that death, pain, suffering is the end. We have the story of Job where he loses everything, his house, his family, his dignity and his health. He went through so much pain, suffering and anguish. And although at the end of the book of Job there is some light for him, it seems like nothing can make up for, what the, for the pain and suffering he went through. In Job chapter 3, verse 11, he is in so much anguish. He says, Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? He wished he hadn't even been born. Another story. We have the story of the Levite and his concubine in Judges 19. This story is horrific. And it makes you wonder how there can be any hope for humanity. We have another death narrative. The story of Jonah, which by the way isn't, isn't a kid's story. It's, it's not PG. Jonah, after proclaiming the prophetic word of God to the corrupt people of Nineveh, is seen sitting under a leafy tree while the people of Nineveh are scorched by the blazing sun. And all he cares about is the fact that his shade is dying. He hasn't looked after this tree, and it withers. 
we see again in this story, like we, did, like we do in Job, um, the anger against the Lord, wishing he was, he was dead rather than alive. These stories, and so many more throughout Scripture, show how messed up the world is we live in. Sin is within us, within this world, and causes death. What death narratives do we see out in our world today? Well, we all have and are still going through a global pandemic where millions around the world have either died or been affected directly by death as a result of COVID-19. Another death narrative we have in our world is that Western society is both the most connected and disconnected it has ever been, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. We have become so connected through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. We've got video conferencing. We were able to Zoom um, through the global pandemic. We were able to Facebook call, um, Microsoft Teams, yeah. We're able to connect online through these things, which, which are great, um, but we are also so disconnected relationally. We are disconnected and disengaged from one another. We are a society of individuals in the Western world. Climate change is also another um, thing going on in our world today. And it has meant that many of the world's ecosystems face extinction. The world we live in and God created is being destroyed by the very creature God gave the authority to look after it. There are many more stories out there, which I'm sure um, we, could, we could name, that suck the good out of this world. There are so many things um, that we could name in the church um, that are death narratives, things that we could complain about or say, um, this, is, this is totally wrong, but I'm not going to talk about them today. When we look back at our past while moving forward into the future, like we have done this morning, things can look pretty hopeless. But let me tell you, there is hope found in Jesus. There is hope found in Jesus. You have probably had this told to you time and time again, and you might be tired of hearing it or even possibly not even believe it, but it is true. Yes, Jesus waited to raise Lazarus from the dead and gets you wondering why didn't he go to the family sooner? Why, why isn't he fixing all these things in the world? Right now, right here. But Jesus also has a plan that we can't fully understand. This story 
in John as a sign of things to come, both for the people living in it at the time and for us today. Jesus gives Lazarus and us a promise that death is not the end for all those who believe in him. He says, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Lazarus died, but that is not the final word of the story. And we're going to carry on in verse 17 of John chapter 11. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha, Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along, uh, along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. 
But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been in there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you were always here, that you will always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, "Lazarus, come out!" Then the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Wow. He's alive. Death is not the end. Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. And as we saw, um, they were worried about the smell of the body decaying. There was people that doubted Jesus who believed that he would because um, he had done all these other things um, that he w- and he wasn't able to do this, that he had been defeated. I mean, surely he was well dead being in there for four days. There was no way of him coming back to life. But Jesus had another thing to, to say. Um, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Isn't this amazing? I think it's, it's pretty exciting. This promise is something worth celebrating. And not just at Easter like we did last weekend. The resurrection life Jesus talks about here is what we as Christians believe in and live for. If it wasn't true, then us being here today would be pretty pointless. Do we? Do we live a life of in, in resurrection life? Or are we living in a death narrative? Are we only looking at the stories in our world that lead us to get angry, depressed, anxious, separate, upset, fearful, hateful? The list could go on. Or are we living our lives in hope, believing in what the Bible tells us? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death doesn't get the final word. We know that sin is defeated. 1 Corinthians 15.55 Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Because Christ took the curse for us on the cross, death is cursed. Because he voluntarily entered the grave, we can come out. Because he was made ugly on the cross, we can be made beautiful. 
we see through the story I have shared with you this morning about Lazarus being raised from the dead that Jesus gets the final word. He died. He took the sin of the world upon him. But then he rose. God was faithful to his son and he is faithful to us. He keeps his promises. Let the story of the resurrection we celebrated last week not end there. We need to constantly be living our lives in opposition to this death narrative, living in the life that Jesus gives us, the hope that Jesus gives us. We can have hope in that Jesus brings resurrection life if we follow him and he is working through all creation to make all things new. God is renewing what was lost due to sin. When we choose to be born again into this resurrection life, we are committing to this life of renewal. We must now live in this new life with the authority Jesus gives us with the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the responsibility to be Christ's ambassadors in this world, spreading his light and hope of the resurrection. As Hamilton Ham South Baptist Church, we need to be living in this light and hope when the whole world around us is pointing to death. We need to appreciate one another in each other's, in our differences. We need to be a place where we dream of what bringing Christ's light and hope to our community looks like. We need to be a church that believes and lives in resurrection life. I have only been here since Waitangi weekend, been a part of this church community. Um, but some of the things that I am excited about and have observed and can see Christ working in. Um, I just want to share some of these things with you um, this morning. First of all, when Charlotte, um, my wife, and I um, first came to a service here, we noticed how welcoming and friendly people were. Um, Jesus is doing some amazing work within you, within us, um, to welcome new people in, and um, it's very exciting. Easter camp last week, we had 12 young people out there um, at Mystery Creek, and it was exciting um, to see the Holy Spirit at work. Um, Lucy also did an amazing job of preaching. Um, she preached a narrative sermon about Joanna, and it was amazing. We also have the community, which Charlotte and I have been to two of, um, this is an amazing um, opportunity for us as a church um, to, to be with our community. There is so much um, diversity um, in the, space that, the spaces that we fill um, and have a meal together. It's a space that we can come and connect, um, show Christ's light and hope to others, and have some good food and company. It is exciting 
to see what new life Jesus has done and is doing at Ham South Baptist Church. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you keep your promises and that we can find hope in your story. We thank you that you won the battle over death and you give us life. Help us as followers of you to live in this resurrection life and share your gospel with the world. Help us to be your ambassadors and seek your will in all that we do. Help us to be the person you want us to be. Lord, for those who do not know you or haven't been touched by your story, we pray that you will break through any walls they may have that are blocking them from believing in you. We love you so much. Amen.